extreme success is the result of working hard, dreaming big, learning from failure, loyalty, persistence, and resilience. Hello and welcome to another episode of Extreme One to Watch. We are so excited to have a special guest today, Ms. Kelly Cam. So uh, Kelly is from Morristown, Arizona. Yes, ma'am. But originally from Oregon. Yes. Let's get started with way back. Um, when did you first get your first horse and how did that all come about? Lord, I was riding by the time I could walk. Uh, actually went in my first rodeo when I was three years old on a super cool old mare my mom had. But I was pretty mad because she went to the fence on the second barrel and ate some grass and I couldn't make her go. <laughs> but yeah, I've been riding all my life. Tell me a little bit about your family and how that all, what their background was with horses. Well, my mom ran barrels a lot. Um, she fraternityed some horses and did well. She basically taught me what I know because I have only ever gone to one clinic in my life and that was Peggy Ryder. And Peggy was a big part of my life when I was young, but my mom taught me everything. My dad roped, but he wasn't really in the picture much. So my mom was who helped me and get me the horses I needed and wanted to win. And I'm not all about hearing my name called. I like to go win. <laughs> well, you're a strong, independent, uh, very competitive spirit. I love to watch watch you run and work a horse. And I think one of your many strengths is training and getting those fundamentals on a horse. What's some important fundamentals for the horse and rider to have? It has to be easy and they gotta like it. And so I am really anal with the training of my horses and any horse that comes to me that it's easy and it's, you know, I do a lot of repetition. Um, there's a million ways to train a horse. Right. But in my eyes, when it's easy, they like it. And, and, you know, repetitively doing it, it sinks in and they do it. And so that, that to me is the biggest thing. Is there a certain tendency in a horse that you look for in confirmation or, you know, when you're looking at for a good horse, what do you, what's some of the key points you're Well, I should for? say yes, that there is key <laughs> points. However, I have won a lot on horses that didn't look like they should be able to run at all or turn a barrel. Mm. To me, if a horse wants to do it, they're going to do it. Obviously, we, we all try to buy horses with good confirmation to last longer and you know, and the breeding these days are just out of this world. But um, I, I try to just, you know, any clients I try to help, I try to be smart about their confirmation and, and good breeding because that's the background we all need. But again, I really feel like if a horse wants to do it, they'll do it. My little red horse, Diesel, that I won a lot on, he was cricket as, and he was a cow horse. Should have never made a barrel horse. And he could outrun anybody, you know, pretty much all the time. I mean, he... He held his own with the top 15 when they came to the Northwest when I was running. And then my daughter won a bunch on him. And to look at that horse, he should have never been able to win a pony club, you know, so. We talk about this phenomenal breeding that we have now and how we've evolved in um, the breeding program. I mean, half million dollar horses, yes. it's, it's insane. What's some of your favorite bloodlines that you look at? Well, of course, the Dash to Famers are great. I haven't had the privilege of riding any until this stallion, and he's Dash to Fame on the bottom side, um, and he's Frenchman's guy on the top, and Dash to Cowboy is only hitting a tip of what that horse is going to show us. I am pretty positive of that. 
but I mean, I'm a cow horse person. I cut, you know, I've reined. Um, I like the cow horse that can run, you know, and they've been proven yeah. to know, you know, they can run They're They can be very successful. Um, and so I'm kind of a cow horse girl. Have you ridden cow horse outside of, uh, you know, competitively at all? No, um, I used to cut a little bit and then I rode for a, a trainer for a while and showed a few of his clients' horses years ago when my kids were tiny, but other than that, no. And it sounds like your mom was an, a great mentor in your life and now you've taken that on. What, what qualities did you pick up from your mother? my strength and uh, independent for sure. <laughs> I'm a little hard-headed like my mom, but we don't like to be pushed around and taken advantage of. And I just try to teach my kids that same thing because I feel like to get, you know, great things in life, you can't just let people walk on you. You gotta be very humble and you've gotta be very kind, but you have to have a strong backbone to get through this crazy world as well. Let's talk about that a little bit. What do you do and what's one of the biggest challenges you've had to overcome in your life, Kelly? Well, we've had some hard times through our lives. Um, I lost my brother and then two summers ago, I lost, I lost my stepdad, which was the best guy ever and was wonderful. And so, you know, yes, we overcome those things. We try to just stay strong and go on and do the best we can do. Yeah, and I think that that loss makes us appreciate what we still got yes. and what we still have to keep going for yes. because they, they, I'm sure your stepfather was so uh, proud of you and your accomplishments. So it gives you something to aim for and push for. Mm -hmm. What's some of your goals that you haven't achieved? Well, win a lot more money at these races for sure. But you've had, um, some, you've had some great wins. You know, I am getting a little older and a big goal is just to kind of slow down and get to run my own horses again. I mean, I love running outside horses and, and I want to be successful on them, but I'd love to be able to run my own horses again and relax and go have fun and not just work all the time. Yes because this is a lot of work. It really and, is, uh, especially with When you dedicate horses. yourself like I do to my outside horses, it is a lot of work, but I would love to get back on my own. How many outside horses do you keep at any given time? Well, I try to only keep four or five, but I get up to like seven and eight sometimes. I have a hard time saying no. Uh, my mom and my husband both tell me I need to learn to say no a little more, but I like to help people. I love to help them and their horses, and so it's hard to say no. No. And you're such a, a great teacher. So those students, um, not only uh, one of your students, let's talk about that's really went on and achieved great things. How did, how did that come about and how did that make you feel? Well, when they call me and ask for help, I just try to do the best I can do and help them through the issues that they might be having or, you know, to better themselves or their horses as a team together, because if you're not a team, you're not very successful. Uh, none of them should be used as tools. And that's, I really preach that to my clients. And, um, you know, when they go on to starting at the four or the 5D, you know, and then we just keep creeping up and now we're running in the one and the 2D. I mean, that is huge for me. And I mean, I, I scream for them all because I want them to get better every run. And then I go through their runs and then I critique them to them. I'm like, no, this is what you're doing. This is what you're not doing. <laughs> I'm sure they all get really tired of it, but 
I think that's how we learn. We have to learn, you know, we have to be proud of ourselves and learn and pick out the bads and learn from that and, and move on. And so anyway, my clients that have gone from, you know, the three and the 4D up into the two and the 1D, it just is a huge accomplishment accomplishment for me as well. Absolutely. How do you, uh, how do you eliminate stress and decompress after? I mean, cause this is all, you're asked a lot to be able to give yourself to someone else, not only just ride your own horses, but then help them with their horses. So what's your alone time look like and how do you decompress? <laughs> I don't get a lot of alone time. If I don't have clients, I usually have other people around, but, um, you know, being on a horse is a great decompress to me. And so if I can just go get on whatever and go ride in the arena for half an hour by myself, it definitely helps me because I do help and do. I mean, then I'm working the shoots for my kids or, you know, giving lessons breakaway in two or I just some alone time on my own horse in my arena is wonderful. Yeah, good therapy. Yes, ma'am. Very, yes. very good therapy. So who do you look up to in our sport? I mean, who's some of your uh, people you look up to? Well, other than Peggy Ryder, which was the only clinic I ever went to, um, Kelly Curran, she made it to the finals. Her name was uh, Kelly Fletcher then. And uh, Kel is a huge, huge inspiration to me. And also Randy Ray Britt. Mm. My daughter is named after Randy Ray with the same middle name. Oh. Yep. So do, is your children in the sport at all and still do you? Uh... Yeah, well, my son is a big time bulldogger these days. Oh. He's trying to, you know, better himself at that, um, works at that all the time. And then my daughter runs barrels a little bit, not very much anymore, but she's a big time breakaway roper. So. Oh, fabulous. Yep. Which it's getting huge. So it that's is. fun so too. so much opportunity now. Isn't it great that yeah. we can uh, pick a sport and be able to excel in it and make enough money to keep going at it that it isn't just a weekend hobby. Um, yeah. So it's so exciting to see where we're, where we're going with this well and I've roped all my life I've even always told my husband I'm not a barrel racer I'm a roper that I run barrels now and the older I get of course it's easier to run barrels than to rope and I've had some right arm issues and I haven't been able to rope very much but it's getting better and I've been roping again and I've got a really nice um, bay judge cash stud that my husband heals on, and I'm gonna steal him a little bit and try to go to some breakaway ropings as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, you mentioned you ha you've had a bum shoulder before. Is there any other kind of physical injuries that you've had to overcome in your long career? Well, I, my horse actually tore up my left knee at Pleasant Grove, Utah at uh, the Pro Rodeo. I was actually coming to Salina after that and didn't get to because he almost fell on the first and then the second he just got so tight and turned my leg backwards at the knee, Ooh. tore the ACL, the MCL and the, de broke oh. the tibial plateau. Oh no. And uh, we did an, M uh, an MRI of it and Dr. Tandy Freeman decided, you know, at my age, probably surgery didn't need to be done. So I just rehabbed it the best I could and have came back. That was, that's, that was a big deal for me because it hurt oh. and I couldn't ride. And that's the first thing that's ever happened to where I'm like, I can't ride. I mean, I had kids, I was back on in two weeks, you know, that was no big deal. But, this well, was a big deal. Yeah. And that, yeah, that, um, they say it's just excruciatingly painful it's terrible. to, to yes. tear those ACLs. And, and look at you, you're back here going strong and, <laughs> and your big stud horse, Cowboy, is he an outside horse? He is, he belongs to Tex Pruitt and Millie Gann. Uh, they're from Washington. Yeah, Yep. Yep. he's a good looking horse. How old is he? He's seven, 
Great. So he, he was with a gal and she fraternityed him and then a little bit and then kind of hit and miss. And then he went to a guy and this guy was heading on him for about a, a little more than a year maybe. And, and then they decided to get him to me and it's been great. I mean, we've came a long ways and he's got a long ways to go, but I feel that this horse, the people are missing the boat, not breeding to him because his attitude, his breeding, the way he's built and the try, I mean, I've been hit and miss here in the 1D, 2D, 3D, but I mean, when he can run with some of the big dogs in the 1D, I mean, I know he's going to get there and these people are gonna wish they had bred to him while he was cheap. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. It's just like uh, playing the market, right? Yeah, yeah. You have, to, you have to get in and if you luck into getting, and then once they get one real proven horse, then it not only doubles, can triple, can right. go up and, yeah. It's, um, do you have a, do you, do you raise babies? I do raise a few. Yep. Yeah. That's a fun game. Oh, stressful, yeah. Fun yeah. Game. Very stressful. <laughs> have any on the ground right now? Uh, no, not yet this year. I have one, uh, out of a really neat, uh, easy rolling Rolex mare, um, and by my judge cash stud that will be hitting the ground here within a month probably. But, nice. and I've got a two year old and a yearling that are by my same stud. Well, what does 2022 look like for you in barrel racing, Kelly? Well, I have a lot of hopes and goals to get on Cowboy. I mean, he, like I said, I really think this horse has more potential than anybody ever has seen yet. I can feel it when we get it all put together. And so I hope to haul him and make the owner super proud and really start winning a bunch on him. That'd be great. We wish you nothing but the best and much success. I enjoyed so much watching you win when we were at Riverside. Oh, yes. and On Jackson. Yes, Jackson, your great horse. Back. I love your power that you exude and you're just so certain. And that's a rare commodity. I never see where you feel like you're intimidated at all. I mean, it's well, like you. you're so intentional and it's been a pleasure knowing and watching you over thank the you. years. And thank, thank you, you for your extreme support. Yeah. We wish you nothing but the best. And we hope you've enjoyed this episode of Extreme One to Watch. Check us out every other Thursday on any of the podcast platforms as well as our YouTube channel. Thank you and happy trails.